0: Welcome to Motherhood and Career Collide. Hey, I'm Kimberly.
1: And I'm Ashley. We are two working moms on opposite coasts with experience in both corporate America and healthcare.
0: Now on a mission to redefine how career and motherhood collide. Between the two of us, we have six kids, ages six and under.
1: Coming to you from in the trenches of modern motherhood.
0: Hey, everyone, it's Kim here with Ashley. And before we start the show today, we wanted to tell you about a new way you can support our show. As you all know, we don't do a lot of advertisers. And uh, as we continue to build out our content, we are trying to find ways that we can continue to provide the most incredible resources and content into your ears each week. So if you feel so inclined and you would like to support our show, go to our website. It's www.motherhoodandcareercollide.buzzsprout.com. Again, it's motherhoodandcareercollide.buzzsprout.com. And you can support our show by donating a small amount monthly and becoming a supporter We'll also get you a shout out on an upcoming episode, and you can also email us with any questions that you might want to have featured and talked about on the show. We'll make sure we feature them. So just another way to connect us to you and provide you the resources and support you need. Thanks so much and enjoy the show today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I'm Kimberly and I'm here with Ashley. And today we are talking about why asking for help is so hard, but so important. And I can relate to this. I know almost everyone probably listening can. However, I think it's really important to also show like when we do ask for help, how it can really benefit us and we go through that hard process of asking for help. So we're going to start there. Ashley, I know you had an example of this just recently, which kind of spawned the topic of Mm -hmm. us revisiting, like, you know, why it's important to ask for help.
1: Yeah. So I recently started a standing babysitter time in my home at on Tuesdays. So just like midweek from 3.30 to 7. And she comes, she plays with the kids. She helps me with dinner. She helps clean up after dinner. She... You know, like it's it's more of a very active engagement where I'm not just like sitting and hanging out, although I could, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you could check out if you want I to. could check out if I want, but it's more so just an extra set of hands to make the day a little bit easier. Tuesdays are a day that my husband comes home from work and then he goes out to work out and his workout class doesn't start until seven or yes, seven so he leaves around like 615, 630. But what's so nice about it is that by the time he leaves, everyone is basically, you know, done with dinner, dishes are cleaned up, everyone's in their jammies, and then my babysitter leaves right around seven. And my kids go to bed shortly thereafter that. So then it's we really just get to relax and enjoy our time together. And it took me so long, so long to do this because I felt like it made me inadequate as a mother if I brought someone in to help me do these things, which really just isn't fair to think of myself that way. You know, everyone needs help, but it was like really a huge hangup of mine to do this. And people have been saying for so long to do it. You know, I hear so many moms that do it, love it. So I finally bit the bullet and it's been wonderful. And I I do know this comes from a place of privilege, paying for a sitter to come in once a week. But if you can, if you can find it in your budget, I highly recommend it. It's been so good for my mental health. It's been good for my relationship with my children, because we're not fighting and battling. We get to actually spend time together at the end of the night. It's, it's been, it's given me more than what I expected. So yes. So that's, what's kind of going on. I finally asked for help. Do you ever struggle with asking for help? Yes. And (laughs) yes and no. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I really deeply struggled with help, asking for help. When I was a new parent, I had this mentality that to be a good parent, I needed to do it all. I was pretty hard on myself about that. I, I like distinctly remember having breakdowns about, about this. And actually after having our second child, I had breakdowns about it again, because we had a change in our childcare scenario after having our second. So I was taking on more of the load and I felt like I couldn't keep up. And Mm -hmm. I felt like, wow, you know, the person that was helping and support us in our home, she did such a good job. Why can't I do the same level? And, Mm. you know, I had that conversation with my husband about it. And it's very true. Like when you have childcare in your home and you sort of rate yourself at the level of, you know, when you hire excellent people, and they're doing such a great job. And then for whatever reason, like that situation changes and you rate yourself on that level, you have to remind yourself they don't have the same situation when they leave. So they leave, mm-hmm. you are still in charge <laughs> for the rest right. of the the day. And so I was really hard on myself about the quality of what, was happening in our household during that time. And asking for help made that really challenging because I felt like I needed to be able to do this. And there's no way that someone outside of mom or dad should be doing this Mm -hmm. in our home. This is my job. And so I think when I finally wised up and realized that's a ridiculous notion and completely... Unrealistic. It was very freeing. And so, what you're talking about, we actually did do, especially when our littles were super, super little bedtime, like I, whatever you quote unquote, the witching hour, like dinner, mm-hmm. all those things. That was a real challenging experience. And so, we had support in the evenings a couple times a week to help through that because one, I, I wanted to ask you a couple of follow-up questions about why you guys chose to do this. But one, for me personally, our dynamic of work hours was very different. So my husband wasn't getting home until seven, seven thirty at night. And I did not have that commute. So that mm-hmm. wasn't an issue for me. So he had an, he had a pretty extensive commute so our schedules look different so I could kind of you know be there for that time but it was like when he got home and there's so many like memes about this videos about this but like when he got home I was like okay I'm so so done and Mm -hmm. for him he was like I'm so so done too I just literally walked in the door right and so those were the things where we were sort of like okay we need to come up with a better solution. So, you know, you know, this is a little bit more manageable. So we did a similar thing because of when he was getting home, it just was like unrealistic. He didn't have time, I didn't mm-hmm. have time. And mm-hmm. it was it was a challenging time as a whole. We didn't do it five days a week because we couldn't afford five days a week to do that, but we did do it a couple of times a week to help. How about for you, what time does your husband get home the, on Tuesdays?
1: So it's, it's variable. He makes a point to come home early that day. So he will get home between like three 30 and four. And then the two of us make a point to go out for like an hour or so. Nice. To, yeah. Cause we're like, we have the sitter, like do yeah. we have, whatever, you know, it's like, okay, we're both here. It's like a check-in kind of thing. And then we both come home and I'm, I'm hesitating here because I feel like I'm just sort of back in the thick of it, you know, even though the sitters here, like the kids want me and they have questions and stories and, you know, all the things where my husband is really just better at taking the time to he'll like go upstairs and and do like a load of laundry or, you know, a little bit more productive in that sense, non-kid related items and then and then he'll he'll leave okay. so after after dinner. So it seems to be really working out in general because it's just like a really nice day of the week to offer like a really good touch point all around plus have that backup because before this when we didn't have the help I was just really resentful mm-hmm. you know cuz then it's like all right you've been gone all day at work and now you're going to leave again during yeah. nighttime, bedtime, like all that, like come on, like this is what I do. Like I get the kids ready in the morning and off, you know, off to school and pick them up. And so um having the extra help really decreases the level of resentment <laughs> I was yeah.
0: fostering towards him. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. And I think there's like different versions of this based on you know what you can afford but mm-hmm. even a mother's helper it can be like a teenager or younger mm-hmm. i don't know That's how so young right. you know like people are comfortable with but like a mother's helper can can provide that support and there's there's kids that really want to do it and earn <laughs> like 10 dollars an hour you know like it's so there's different versions of what you know maybe would work in your home. I also Mm want to say this because it's, you know, whenever you're trying to like your full. So the other piece for you is that you also have someone or you also have your kids in daycare and in school. So they're Mm -hmm. in daycare school all day. So this is like an added to this. And I see that as such like a bonus because, you know, when you're working full time, there's just, you're just going from one thing to the next. I remember like when I was going into an office and I was coming home, I just, I would take like a little bit, like if I got home early, I might like go do an errand because I don't want to just l- relieve. I'm not going mean, to be like, oh, as soon as I get home, I'm relieving the the nanny at the time. Like I was like, I'm going to go like get a coffee, get something to get my head. Cause now I got to put on my parenting hat and I got to yeah. like switch gears yeah. And when you're full time at work, and you you literally and I get it, like I I don't have the luxury to do this every day, but like full time at work, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, got to switch into parenting. Yeah, you know, like school pickup. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm this different person for this yes. at this point. You know, having the ability to have that support is a really key piece. And where I see this being a benefit is if they're helping you here then you the kids are comfortable with them. And so when you want to have like a date night or something in a different area, you'll have that option of someone that already knows your kids. And it's a little bit easier to kind of transition into that.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's, it's really wonderful. It's, it was such a win. This was a college student that I had used in previous summers Mm. and she recently graduated and moved back home for a little bit and is looking to make some
0: extra, extra money. And I'm like, let's do
1: it. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's really worked
0: out. Yeah. I think that like going back to why this is so hard for us to ask for help. I think obviously financial Mm -hmm. plays into it, you know, Mm I can do this. I can get through this. Why am I going to pay someone? I'm going to save that money for whatever, like our family needs in a different capacity. The value of the help doesn't seem worth it. Right. In our yeah. head, in our right. heads for the same right. reason that you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, yep. you know, you were doing it before, but then like, it sounds like it was like, I'm getting very resentful in this experience and that's not good for a marriage. Right. So then it's like, okay, how do we work together not to feel that resentful? So I'm glad you guys, but I think that, I mean, it goes through my head. It's like, is it worth some, should I just like do this, you know, on my own, you know, Mm -hmm. because is it worth, but I could spend that money a different way that maybe had more value at that Mm -hmm. moment for me. You know, yeah, whatever it's
1: it. interesting to that point, I pulled up this article from the bump that is called why moms need to shift their perspective on asking for help and the meditation and mindfulness expert, um, Josephine Alturi mentions this exact thing. She says that a lot of moms identities growing up as women is this idea that we are the ones who are able to create life. And then we are the ones who care for that life. So women subconsciously hold on to this notion as they become parents and feel a sense of shame when they somehow stray from those expectations. So like we hold ourselves to these unrealistic expectations and then feel guilty when we bring in the reserves when we shouldn't. Yeah. There are expectations that we made up in our brain that don't really need to exist.
0: Yeah. No, it's so true. And I mean, I feel like this was early stage of motherhood was really hard for me on this, like I said, but I've definitely worked hard to shift that mindset through, you know, therapy and all these different places. But, you know, that is such a huge component to this as a parent, you know, whether you're working or not, like even... (laughs) Staying at home full time is a full time job, and you also need breaks. And I know, like speaking with so many stay at home moms, that there's a lot of guilt for hiring anyone because yeah. there's no like income coming in. So it feels, or like I also think of this as like entrepreneurs, where you're trying to build a business, you're not necessarily you're investing, but you're not bringing in an income yet, and so. Like there's all different components to this. So it's not just for one type of individual. It's really happens for everyone. And so what's interesting about this is I was also looking at a study from Stanford and it was, why is asking for help so hard, but people want to help more than we realize. So you know, one of the things that I thought was really telling and very much like when you really think about it, so very true is like this idea that asking for help means that somehow you may appear appear weak, not strong. Mm -hmm. Yes. You or inferior or incompetent Mm -hmm. and incompetent sounds like really harsh, but Mm -hmm. I I know that feeling. I like, I immediately connected to that. Like somehow I didn't streamline something well enough in order to figure out a way to make this easier. That's right. like where like my mind goes when I hear that. Mm-hmm. And this is just in general. So this isn't just moms. This is like people in general feel this fear that if they ask for help, that they're somehow less than.
1: hmm You know, I'm also afraid of rejection. Like I'm afraid to ask for help because what if the person I'm asking says no, or they can't. And I really internalize that even when it's not personal, even if there's like a really reasonable explanation for why they can't, I really take it to heart. Like, oh, now I'm embarrassed because I actually did need help and I'm not getting it. And now they know I need help. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's an act of vulnerability. That's Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable. Yes. And it feels like only the very few people that are super intimate with you, you can be that vulnerable with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and Mm -hmm. I think as parents, you're sort of forced to be more vulnerable earlier on, like as soon as you get that child. Life changes so drastically and you realize, oh my gosh, like I, I can't do this alone, but I don't want to see, it seems like everyone else is doing it alone. So I don't want to seem like I can't do it alone. And then our mental health suffers and it's like a whole spiral. But I, I remember this like distinct thing that happened for me when I left the hospital after having our first and I was, I was being rolled out in, in wheelchair and this very nice woman was rolling me to the elevator mm-hmm. and my husband had gone downstairs to bring the car up so that we basically, we get out of the elevator, we're right there and he can take us and our baby. Mm-hmm. So I have the baby in my arms and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this whole realization, oh my gosh, I had all this help in the hospital. Like I had the nurses and like some people hate the hospital. I really appreciated the help. I you didn't know, know what I was, hate the hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I didn't know what I was doing. Was I like was at like at work. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and I get it. Like people are like peace out as soon as they can. But yeah, for me, I had a very different like feeling about it because I had all these people that I could be like, hey, I have a question about this but mm-hmm. they didn't know me. So it didn't feel so intimate to be like, hey, I need your help. Like they didn't know me mm-hmm. personally. I just met them that, you know, that week sure. I had our son. Yeah, And so I'm going down, the, going down the elevator and she's like asking me these questions. Oh, he's so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, so do you have family around to help you? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, everyone's, on the East Coast, like there's no, my husband and I are going home right now to an empty house. Like it's just us. I have family coming out to visit in like three weeks. And she looked at me like, oh my gosh, this is going to be very hard for you. And mm. I felt it and I started bawling. Oh. And my husband came to the car and was like, got greeted me at the bottom of the elevator and was like, what just happened? Yeah, like, we you were up, fine. We <laughs> were fine. You went down three flights and now you're like, you're a mess. yeah, I can't stop crying. And so anyway, I tell that story because I think that there's so much fear related to help. And there's also like not understanding like what help you needed. And in that moment, I had read so many things about having this personal time, just you and your spouse to kind of absorb having this experience of a new baby. So Mm -hmm. I purposely told everyone not to come for at least three weeks. That's Mm -hmm. what I had said. Mm -hmm. So I set that up on purpose and I had a lot of fear from that experience of like, mm-hmm. I should have asked for help first sooner. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I definitely needed help sooner, but mm-hmm. you know, I know. No, what's interesting is I kind of had the
1: opposite <laughs> experience <laughs> where yeah, you probably had everyone there. Everyone, everyone was in my house, but it was, it was so traumatizing to me. Like I had no privacy. I was trying to learn how to breastfeed. There were like so many people I was exhausted and like needed to socialize. Like I, I don't feel like I was really taken care of. Like as a new mom, everyone Mm -hmm. was just there to tote over the baby. Yeah. And that was really hard for me, because I didn't know, you know, I didn't know any better. So there was that. And then once the dust settled and everyone, you know, went home, it was very clear. I mean, my, my mother made it very clear. She said, I hope, you know, I'm not your built-in babysitter to me. And that's just, you know, sometimes there's, you know, joke going around, like the only parenting hack the, the best parenting hack is live close to grandparents. And I just you know, want to give a little shout out to the people that have strange relationships with their parents that that's not necessarily the case. And I think that's also why I'm so like afraid of the no because when I was working full-time and my oldest was in daycare and she would get sick and I would like call in desperation, like I need someone to pick her up. And I wanted it to be like, a trusted grandparent and my husband's family lives like three and a half hours away. So they're not really an option in these emergency settings. Right. And, you know, it was more often than not a no, and that was really hard and really hurtful for a really long time. So I had no choice, but to build a village, mainly a village that I pay for, yeah. Um, in order to sustain sanity, which right. so at the end of the day, we're kind of both in the same boat. Like you don't have family close by. And, you know, even though I do have family close by, they're not really an option. <laughs> for right. Me. So we both need to bring in other people. Yeah. Which is a real reality for so many working mothers
0: out there. Yeah. And, you know, even with our kids, so like as the kids get older, it gets easier to sort of like be like, Hey, can you car doing carpools and things like that? Mm -hmm. And even with that, as you start to enter into that, which I am with my oldest, it's uncomfortable. It's like, it doesn't, it's not easy and it's, it feels not great. Or Mm -hmm. like you have friends and you know, something is not right. And like, you know, asking them how they're doing and things like that are simple ways that you can open up the discussion to help and, and vice versa, like, you know, reaching out to a friend and having like venting, not asking for help in that, but just venting. And who knows, like solutions might arise, like when you get to clear your head a little bit. But mm-hmm. I wanted to say that this isn't like going back to saying this happens to everyone, even outside of motherhood. You know, if we really want to like go really far back, this is something that's ingrained in us in childhood. And there's a study that came out through the Scientific Scientific American, and it's about this idea that shows that new research suggests young children don't seek help in school, even when they need it for, for similar reasons that you and I are talking about, like they feel incompetent or uncomfortable or somehow they're not as smart as the other kids if they're Mm -hmm. asking for help. And, Mm -hmm. or it's like, a reputation, you know, on like a more simplest level, like a reputation thing for between Mm -hmm. their, them, their peers. But one of the things that they said in this study is that also the wave has starts earlier. Like every, the psychologist thought it started at about nine is when kids start to really like pick up on like the, the need to do it themselves and feel like they don't need help. And uh, mm-hmm. And and somehow that it rates how well they are doing, but that it actually starts as early as five. Yeah,
1: that breaks my heart.
0: Yeah. And like the research, one of the things that they show is that so the research they did was for ages, there were five hundred and seventy six children from ages four to nine. And they did like predictable stories, essentially. So Mm. they would say like, these two people are struggling and Mm. no one's going to win here. And who do you think is going to ask for help? And the one that looked smarter is the one that actually was, they would say, oh, well, that person's not going to ask for help. The person that didn't Mm. have like, the quality traits described in the study, the quality traits of, you know, this avatar individual, a lot of the students were like, okay, that's the one that's going to ask for help because, you know, they clearly like are showing that they need it. Oh my gosh. That's so it's like all about perception. Hmm.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then I, you internalize that and you grow up into us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I mean is that, this is, that's the interesting part is that like, this is ingrained in us from a long time. So if you're struggling with this, this is not a you issue. This is just like ingrained in us from, you know, wherever we were in our childhood and it might look different, right? Like this is just one research study versus Mm -hmm. like the world. But like, I thought it was really interesting because I do see this in my nine-year-old and I do see this in, my four-year-old she is very much an independent little human and Mm -hmm. I can see she really rate because she has older brothers right so she Mm -hmm. rates her like success I guess in terms of like her little sphere of world Mm -hmm. if she can do it by herself because she sees her older brothers doing it yes so true you know, and it's something that I really have to remind her. I was like, "Well, they're at a different age than you. They're like all these like developmental things." So you know, there's so many components there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting to kind of peel it back a, a little bit to yeah. see where some of it could come from. I know.
1: And now that we're grown ups, beyond you know. <laughs> In therapy, unpacking that inner child. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this article that I have from The Bump, it ends with this really great, great idea saying that, you know, don't be ashamed to advocate for your needs, even when it's hard. So changing how you view asking for assistance can go a long way. Accepting help doesn't make you a bad mom. It makes you a better one. Let go of the guilt and remind yourself that prioritizing your mental health will not only help you, it will also help your family in the long run and that you're still doing an amazing job. And it's so true. It's so true. You know, it's really a little bit of ego. Like for me, I have to just put my ego aside and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's, we're all, the whole family is going to be better for it.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's so... I think the way you rate some of this is how you sort of feel as a family after getting the support.
1: That's so true. That's a great, I want to say litmus test, but same idea.
0: Barometer, you know? Yes. Thank you. Barometer.
1: Yes. I love that.
0: I think we can do uncomfortable things. Like we've proven as parents, we can do really uncomfortable things that we're not accustomed to doing that feels scary, you know, has this, this kind of life to it that feels like I don't possibly think I can do one more thing. And if we take that energy into asking for help and like being okay with that uncomfortable feeling and then doing the barometer test after you get the help, and don't do it after the first time, like give it some time. Like even, you know, you got to give it like a month or so, I would say at least and see how that feels. And, mm-hmm. and that'll be the indication. Do you feel lighter? Does your family feel happier? Do you get more one-on-one time with individuals in your family? Like all those components can be a huge piece to it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so true. I'll I have to make a sure correction.
0: I have to make a correction on the, on the study I was sh- quoting, it's as early as seven that you can, that's what research is saying that, that kids can feel that have these feelings. No, that's so um, young. Yeah. I, I will say that I, example is my daughter at four. She does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, a, there's a range there, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to make that correction. Cause that's going to drive me nuts.
1: Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for this great conversation. I think it's so important for us to revisit it often and encourage each other to ask for help. It's so useful. It's literally helpful on so many levels to not feel like you're alone in this process. So please, please let us know how you feel about all of this and how you reach out for help and who helps you. We love hearing from all of you. So as always, let's end with the question, Kimberly, how did motherhood and career collide for you this week?
0: I have just been dealing with like a lot of personal stuff. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. So I have a back injury. So I'm going to the doctors every week for that. Mm -hmm. And also there's just a ton of stuff, you know, with personal life, just in general and trying to make sure everything gets done and completed on time has been a bit of a struggle. And so This morning was a perfect example. I feel like I give myself such a, I I like to be ahead of the game and on time. And in this case, I had to, I got an email from the school indicating I needed to get some craft supplies to my son's, uh, the project they're working on, which I had agreed to. I just didn't know it was due today. So I got the email yesterday and <laughs> there's two bad things that I did there. I didn't ask for help. I didn't ask my husband in mm-hmm. my head. I thought like, there's no way he can do it. Cause he was home with my daughter. And mm. so I was at hockey with my sons. And so in my mind, it was like, it's, it's too, uh, but I should have, you should have speaking of I like what I should have done. And so Anyway, by the time we got home from ice hockey, it was like eight o'clock at night and then I hadn't eaten. So I ate, I forgot about it. Didn't get to target bad, bad old me. Didn't get to target at, you know, nine 30 at night run yeah. so <laughs> over there and get the supplies mm-hmm. that I'd agreed to get. I j- so anyway, this morning and I dropped off the kids and then did a circle going to target to my house and then back to the school. So, Ugh. sort of like changed up this morning a little bit for me on a work perspective, but you know, mm. I have, we do have extra help today. So, Good. I do have Good. a little bit more time in my day and I don't feel as stressed because of that. So, how Good. did motherhood and career collide for you?
1: So I'm going to tell a story that's a little bit different. Things have been like pretty smooth sailing with the kids, which has been really wonderful. And what's been great career-wise is just connecting with these other entrepreneur moms and like really just being able to share in that motherhood entrepreneurship journey and just really supporting each other. Like genuinely, I think it's it's just been wonderful. I had a great, great meeting on Monday And then I was able to connect with another mom who had really great resources and connections for this mom that I connected with. And so I introduced them to one another and I really think they're going to be able to do great things with their, their connections. So that kind of just gave me a little bit of a rush. And I just got really excited knowing that I was part of that whole process and knowing both these amazing women and just moving forward in this whole journey has been really really good. So it was like definitely more of a career win this week than a loss. And both motherhood because I did get the help on Tuesday so I was able to get things done and checked off my list. So such such a great week so far. Knock on wood. We're still going.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for today's episode in terms of being great listeners. Yeah. And thanks so much everyone for listening to today's show. Such a great conversation and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. We
1: hope you find support in our words. For more, come find us on Instagram at motherhoodcareercollide or on our websites, learningmotherhood.co and workingmomnotes.com.
0: We would be so grateful if you could leave us a review and share this episode with a friend that needs to hear this discussion. We are all in this together. And as a reminder, you are not alone. We're doing your best and you are enough.